The views and opinions expressed in the following program are solely those of the hosts and their guests. They may not reflect those of WISN radio staff or management or the Ellen Becker Investment Group Incorporated, EIG. They are not intended to convey specific financial advice or recommend specific products. Advisory services offered through EIG Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. EIG does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult with your tax or legal advisor with regard to your particular situation. Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, the president of Ellenbecker Investment Group. Ellenbecker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. We also have a location in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building. For those of you who are familiar with Whitefish Bay, we are right across the street from Winkies. Uh, we are also now able to service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Of course, we love to service clients there in the winter months here in Wisconsin. So if you would like to schedule a time to meet with us at any of those locations, feel free to check out our webpage at ellenbecker.com for more details. You can also tour our wonderful office space and our education center as well online. My guest today is Melissa Tassetti, and we have been working together uh, this year, and really I've gotten a much better understanding of all the services that she's able to provide individuals who are interested in learning more about cash flow planning and financial education. Melissa is the founder of The Savvy Life, and she is also the author of the international bestseller, Living the Savvy Life. And she was also the spokesperson for Quicken in 2013. So we're going to spend some time today learning more about savvy saving and money habits, learning more about uh, ways to meet our goals, whether you are in the accumulation phase or in the distribution phase. And so we will take a quick break. And when I return, I will introduce you to Melissa and you can learn all about uh, the savvy investing and savvy money habits. So with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And today my guest is Melissa Tassetti. She is the founder of The Savvy Life and also a best-selling author of the book titled Living the Savvy Life. Melissa and I have had an opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better this year. We've spent some time uh, working with our clients on developing some savvy money habits. So that's what we're going to talk about today, savvy money habits, regardless of where you are in your financial planning stages. It's also a really going to be a really great uh, show that you may want to pass on to the next generation who is uh, trying to build up some savvy money habits as well. So uh, welcome, Melissa. Well, thank you for having me. 
Oh, you're very welcome. I'm excited to share with our listeners today uh, more about your business, The Savvy Life, that you are the founder of. And maybe you could just start out this show telling us a little bit about why you started The Savvy Life and why you wrote the book, Living the Savvy Life. I'd be happy to. So I started The Savvy Life because, you know, like many people do out of their own journey, um, and my journey was a complete and utter ignorance about money and money skills specifically, day-to-day personal finance. And so uh, it, it, the catalyst was that I was grew up in a you know, small farming community in the middle of California, the Central Valley, and got myself in a bit of debt. Actually, I got myself in a world of hurt of debt. <laughs> and then, you know, in my early 20s, decided to move to the San Francisco Bay Area, one of the most expensive places to live in the world. Uh, and I just, it was, you know, it was a huge wake-up call as to really, you know, my lack of my lack of understanding of, of, of money and how it works. And there's a, a bit of a bigger story around that. I don't want to take too much time on it. But I, I started to realize that I am not the only person that was probably struggling with trying to find the balance of, you know, how do you pay down debt, um, but how do you also spend money smart on the things that you truly want? And I, I, I believe that there is a balancing act there that is the way that we can enjoy life, right? Do right by your future self by putting money away. Uh, but at the same time, be able to do the things that you want to do now. And that really, it, that takes intention, and it takes some planning. And uh, the whole goal is really just to live your best possible life by being very purposeful with your money. And this has really taken off. And, uh, you know, my the way we work together, and Melissa works with a lot of, outs, as an outside resource, to financial advisors. And one of the real differentiators with Ellen Becker Investment Group is that we do not have any minimum investment sizes. We don't require that an individual have a certain amount of assets to invest before they can work with our advisors at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And over the years, we have worked with individuals as they are just starting to build an investment portfolio, and we recognize that they still need a full financial plan. They still need an estate plan or tax planning or life insurance. And so it's been a really big part of our core values as a firm to be able to offer financial planning to everyone, not just the super high net worth. Uh, and so one of the ways that I think is so great about what you're doing is you've you've worked with financial advisors to help with cash flow planning and education and for people who are trying to get out of debt or for people who are just starting to accumulate and develop some of their adult spending habits. And so it's been a really great connection for us because many times as we help, I hear clients come to us looking for help in this area, but I also very, very often hear our 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 clients and have concern around their adult children. And I have I have young adults, I have a couple 20-somethings, and these are the skills that if we can get that information out to them early, they can start to develop great habits so that they're actually developing a solid financial plan as they continue to grow. So this is a great you know, radio show not only for 
the listeners out there, but start thinking about the people you love and the people that you would like to uh, encourage to start developing better money habits because we're going to learn a lot of great tidbits of information as we talk with Melissa today. But, you know, maybe you can share with us uh, what your company does overall and how you partner with financial advisors and what type of services you offer for individuals who are, their curiosity is piqued by our first few minutes of conversation here. Yeah, I'd be happy to. And one of the things I want to uh, touch on really quickly is your comment about, specifically about, you know, the, the next generation and, and trying to learn money. I went back to, you know, my own struggles 25 years ago. Money was much simpler back then. You know, now the way that money moves, if, you know, we've got Venmo and PayPal, I can buy a cup of coffee with my phone. It's, there's, there's almost too much, or I should say there's almost, there is too much uh, technology that, that is happening and it, it becomes so complicated and so chaotic that even if, you know, with the, with the best of intentions without actually having a plan and some money skills around it, it can be very, very challenging on any given day to know how much can you spend without getting yourself, you know, into trouble or, or how do you get yourself, you know, catapult yourself toward those financial goals that you have. So while it's wonderful, these advances in banking and technology that we do have now, it's, you know, without some way of managing them, I think that they actually do more harm than good. And that's a lot of the conversations that we have. So with that in mind, one of the the biggest way that we work with financial advisors as an outside resource for their clients, as well as, you know, people come to us directly through our website, is we help them to create some um, some clarity around their money. And there's a, there's a couple of different types of clients that we work with. So speaking of clarity, we've got clients that come to us and they just, you know, it's kind of that same scenario I just talked about. There's money just kind of moving in different directions. They're not overspending, but they just want to make sure that the money is, their money on a day-to-day -day basis is going where they really want it to. So we sit down with them and we have a conversation about what life looks like, what they want it to look like, and we then sit down and take a look at all of their income. We take a look at their expenses and we create a plan for them for the next 12 months on where they want their money to go. Uh, so that, that's one way. So it's, it's really, we, we call that process a, a clarity plan. Client, that, that particular client change any of their habits. Um, the next type of group that we work with, or demographic if you will, is we work with clients that are actually preparing for retirement. And they're my favorite clients in, the, in a sense, I love all their clients. <laughs> but I love working with those that are going into retirement because you know, you've worked so hard for so long, and what we do is we sit down and we create their plan for what they want that first year of retirement to look like, spending-wise. So their advisor will very often tell us, hey, you've got, you know, if they're going to live, have so much money each month in order to spend, help them to spend it the way that they want to spend it. So we create this plan for them, and it really helps with a certain scenario, and I don't know if you've had this experience, Julie, where a client in that first year of retirement is the first time in their life that they have both time and money. And very often, they'll want to do everything in that first year. <laughs> and we just help temper that and help them to prioritize. So they very often they can buy the RV, they can you know remodel the kitchen, they can go to Europe, 
It's just if they did that all in that first year of retirement, it would be fairly fairly uh, catastrophic for their overall financial plan. So we help them to just, again, maybe we spread that out over three months along with their guidance of their financial advisor. So two opportunities to work with your firm. Going back to the Clarity Spending Plan, because I think this is a place where I spend a lot of time talking with our clients as they're really trying to understand what they're spending during their working years so that we can draft a retirement plan. As you said, it doesn't it's not necessarily because they need to curb their spending. Sometimes that's the case, but more often than not, it's just understanding where the money is going. How much are you spending on a monthly or annual basis? I gave a presentation a while ago and a young lady, probably in her 20s, came up to me and she said, "You know, my boss told me I had to come and listen to this." He said, I need a million dollars to retire. Is that true? And it was, it, was so, uh, it was so cute and a little bit cliche because I said, well, it kind of depends on what you need to spend. I have clients with millions of dollars who potentially need to adjust their spending so that they can have the long, their assets last as long as they do. And I have clients with you know, much less who will never run out of money based on what they're spending. So the single most important factor is having an understanding of what's going out each month. And so if somebody wanted to work with you on a clarity spending plan, how much time would that take? I mean, is this like a one-year process? Is scenario is just two meetings. So we have an initial meeting where we're really trying to get an understanding of what what their goals are, but also what life looks like right now. Uh, that's, that's a very, very important piece of the puzzle because if, if a client has, you know, they're saying one thing that they want for their goals, but their day-to-day financial life, there's a lot of chaos around long commutes or, um, you know, kids are in a ton of activities and they don't have necessarily a ton of time to execute cooking all their meals from scratch at home or whatever that might be. It's very important that we understand what their what their life looks like now so that that plan that we create create for them, in, including in that in that clarity, that, they, that the two things mesh. In other words, that, that um, we're not creating a plan for them or a clarity plan for them that is not, is not truly clear. Um, and so that so we have that initial meeting. It's usually maybe about a half an hour unless we get really chatty. And then to actually review their expenses, it, it takes anywhere between maybe an hour to, to 90 minutes. And then they walk away within just a couple of days of that um, that particular meeting with a with that plan as well as a summary report or. My business partner calls it. It's like a user's manual for that for that spending plan. And then the other service that you spoke about was the retirement spending plan, and that is also something that takes a couple meetings and you kind of work together to develop that spending plan in retirement. That's correct. Yeah, and that that clarity is really about where you are now. The retirement is spending plan is projecting where they want to be in retirement, and I'm sure you've had this experience as well. A lot of clients, especially if they maybe own their own business, they were in real estate, very often their personal and their business expenses have been tangled for a very long time. And so when an advisor asks them, well, how much are you going to need in retirement to live on each year, it can be challenging them for them to say what that number is because there's everything has been merged. And so we untangle all of that. And, you know, in a, in a perfect world, we are, to the best of our ability, anticipating what all of their 
monthly expenses are going to be, but what is most critical about every single interaction we have with clients is that we're anticipating to the best of our ability what their intermittent expenses are going to be in the coming year. Uh, so that if we can get an idea of what those expenses are, we can create a plan for them so that they're not a surprise. Because when they're a surprise, <laughs> too often those surprises end up having to be paid for out of an emergency fund or put onto a credit card. And that's, what, that's where we start getting into some challenges. It always amazes me when we do cash flow planning for individuals and they start out by saying right away, you know, well, in retirement, my kids won't be a cost to me or I won't have a mortgage or I won't have, you know, I'm going to spend a lot less in retirement. When in reality, once we get to retirement, very few people spend less in retirement than they do during their working years. Because you're right, you might not have a mortgage, but you might have health care expenses or you may not have, you know, your children living at home, but you have grandchildren you want to spend time with. And so, <laughs> so I always work with our clients to say, what are you spending today? If we can develop a plan that helps you have the same cash flow in retirement that you have today, your lifestyle will be, um, you know, the way that they want it to be in retirement. So going into retirement thinking you're going to spend a lot less uh, isn't often the case, that's for sure. People can check out, Melissa, your webpage at thesavvylife.com if they want to learn a little bit more about the menu of services that you offer. I would like to take a quick break, and then when we get back, I would like to spend some time talking about the Savvy Money Habits webinar series that Ellen Becker Investment Group has subscribed to this year so that we can let people know how they can learn some of these Savvy Money Habits in small increments through this webinar series. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will dig into the Savvy Money Habits webinar series that would be available um, to our listeners. So with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. My name is Julie Ellenbecker. I am the president of Ellenbecker Investment Group. And today my guest is Melissa Tassetti. And we are talking about savvy money habits. We are we started to talk a little bit about some of the services that Melissa's firm offers. She is the founder of The Savvy Life. You can learn more about her company at thesavvylife.com. You could also, if you want to learn more about Melissa or if you would like a copy of this podcast to share with somebody else, you can locate that easily on ellenbecker.com. So before the break, we started to talk a little bit about a webinar series that Melissa is hosting for our clients and, and for some of our listeners who may be interested in learning more. The name of the webinar series is Savvy Money Habits. And it is, it's been wonderful. We've already been able to utilize a few of the series with our clients. We've been able to learn quite a bit in the early stages of creating Savvy Money Habits. But this is a, a wonderful webinar series. Melissa, I want to give you a chance to talk about each of the classes and, and how people can learn more about these Savvy Money Habits and how they can share them with others. So basically what we have available is an hour-long webinar. There's seven of them in the series. And we have login information, or you can reach out to ellenbecker.com if you would like past recordings or if you would like to sign up to join uh, Melissa and learn more about what she is sharing with our clients. Melissa, why don't you take some time and kind of go through each seven of the webinars and give us a little idea about what our listeners could expect to learn if they do tune in. Yeah, I'd be happy to. 
the webinars in this series, we do do them live, and that gives people an opportunity to ask questions uh, as we go along. And then our contact information is on the last slide. So if people are watching you know, a recording later, they can always contact us if they have a specific question, which we do have that happen and always makes my day when I, see, when I see those questions come through. But the goal of this series is really to take what it is that we do when we're working with clients. We do a lot of problem solving. And to take that information and basically broadcast it to the masses. Uh, these are the issues that we see most often or these are how we've been able to help clients to really flip their, their financial lives and just really enjoy it so much more. The first two sessions in this series, we really dial into your foundational uh, money situation, right? The, the, so the very first one is on savvy money habits. And it is nine money habits that, if implemented, are the path to leading a savvy life. And you know, we, we bandy about the word savvy. The way that we define it is living a savvy life is about creating a strong financial foundation while enjoying the journey and doing that by being very purposeful with where you spend your time and where you spend your money. So you hear us talk about the word purposeful <laughs> a tremendous amount because that's what it is. It's not about frugality. It's really just that <clears throat> it is so easy to bleed money we don't even realize it and or we get distracted from our goals as we're going along. And so it's really just uh, creating that plan and, and living and staying on that path. You know, how do you do that? And so that first webinar series, I would say that nine, excuse me, seven of the nine session, uh, habits we already know. Um, there's two that, that, that are um, uh, ones that we don't see as often that we feel are very, very important to really getting a hold of your money and, and getting it to grow. But of all those habits, we really don't talk as much about the habits themselves so much as how do you implement them. We know we should be doing these things, but we're not doing them. And so it's really how we have been able to help clients to implement those habits to make them habits so that they don't, they're not even thinking about it anymore. It's just the way that they handle their day-to-day -day money. Melissa, I was able to dial in to the first webinar, and I just loved it. And, you know, being a, being a wealth advisor and having adult children and, you know, having a lot of these skills that I learned in a very, you know, young age, there were a couple things that I jotted down that I thought were great, and I've been telling my clients and telling uh, them to tell their adult children. And the one habit that I just thought was great was resisting the goldfish syndrome. Basically, that's just the habit of increasing your cost of living based on earning more money. And so I've worked with uh, even just my own children and say, you know, when you get an increase or when you get a bonus or even a tax return or, or holiday gifts or anything, to make sure that a portion of that goes away to whether it's short-term, intermediate, or long-term savings, and then taking the other portion and, you know, not feeling guilt, but spending it on something that you enjoy. But I love just the analogy of a goldfish, you know, will grow to the size of its tank. And so making sure that as people continue to get higher wages and bonuses and things like that, that they don't just grow or outgrow even their lifestyle. I loved that habit and the other one, and I don't know where it fell in the, the nine habits, but the I've been practicing leaving my Amazon cart full for the whole week and processing the order on Sundays. And I even shared it with my husband because we're, 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 it's natural for us to get on Amazon and order something. 
But when you suggested, you know, filling up that shopping cart and just waiting and putting the order in once a week um, and reviewing that shopping cart before you push pay, that one was also a very, very good idea. And I also told my son to take his credit card information out of Amazon because it makes it way too easy to continue to shop. So those are just some really great tidbits. And those are the kind of things that our listeners would learn, very practical ways to uh, become more mindful of their spending by listening to uh, this webinar. And so during throughout the series, the first and the second, which we haven't talked about the second one yet, but the Savvy Money Habits, uh, it's already been a live uh, webinar for our clients. But if anybody is interested in the recording, please reach out to us through ellenbecker.com and we will uh, be sure to forward that on to you. It's a great recording. Um, so, okay, go ahead and tell us about the, the next couple ones that are that are going to be coming up. So the, the spending plan session is the next one, and that one is I simply walk the audience through how I work with clients to create their own spending plan. So nothing's held back. In fact, everybody that attends actually receives a template of the income and expense worksheet that we use when we're working with clients. You know, I, I, I share that template during the session, and I talk about the different, you know, a couple of the categories that come up and how you might want to think about them a little bit differently based on the experience that we've had with clients. And, and again, getting them to really think through all of their expenses that will likely come up throughout the year. Uh, so that one, that one I really, really do love. And we had a fantastic turnout for that, that particular session this time around. People leave that second series with an actual deliverable. They actually get the tool from you. Correct. Yeah, it's it's a you know I think what's important for people to know about the series is that there's nothing there's no sale. I'm not trying to do a sale at the end of the session, anything like that. It really these are educational, and and so yeah, there is a deliverable, and we're walking them through. We are not able to work with every single person that would benefit from a spending plan, and if you ask me, I think that everybody would. Right. <laughs> this is an opportunity for us to share that information with a larger group, and so, yeah, so we give it all. We chose these particular topics because over the time of working with over 600 clients since 2012, we found that these are the areas where we are most often overspending, but with the least amount of satisfaction. So it's how have we helped clients to be able to flip and become more purposeful in these areas. And so the next one in the series that is actually coming up on February 11th that my business partner Kevin is giving, I'll, I'll be uh, a part of that call as well, but he's presenting the material, and that is on savvy travel. How to find more money to travel, and then where do you find those great travel deals? And this is one of the most popular ones that we do. We specifically do it in February because in February, once you get those skills that you learn in that session, well, now is the perfect time to start paying attention to those summer travel deals because they're going to be hitting in February, March, April. And if you can jump on those now, you have that much more time and that much more money to save up and enjoy for, for that actual trip. So there's a lot of skills like that. Um, the next webinar in the series is actually fairly new to us. Uh, it's something that we created and, and gave for the first time over the summer, and that is on savvy time management, which may sound like a really odd thing for a personal finance person to be talking about. But there is a 
massive pattern that we have seen in working with clients over the years in that um, uh, in retroactive mode, we're always kind of getting caught by things and can never feel, it's so very easy to feel like we can never be ahead of the game. And so that is about, again, working with all, all these clients over the years, how we've been able to help them to think about their personal finance and their time at the same time. And that's one that I give, and I, I'm so madly in love with the material for that particular session, and it is actually the topic of our next book. I feel so strongly about it. We're too busy. <laughs> the habit of being busy, if you will. It has become a habit for people, and we talk about that quite a bit. And time is the one thing we can't buy. Time is the one thing we can't get back. And and I even just know in my own personal life how difficult it is to build in time for health, build in time for mindfulness, build in time even for cooking at home if you don't manage your time. And I will tell you, I, t- I ask my clients all the time, is, is there anything you're not doing because of finances? And nine out of ten times they say, no, it has nothing to do with money. It has to do with time. It is, and it's, so it's really, when I think of Saturday Living, again, that's why in our tagline we talk about being purposeful with both time and with money because it is all about quality of life. Well, it's almost a competition now to see how busy we can be and can we be busier than the next person. And, and it really is starting to, um, I think, as, as, as we're seeing with all of these habits, really dwindle the satisfaction of, of all of the things that we've worked so hard to accomplish in that goal of retirement. I'm excited to listen to that one on March 10th. I can't wait. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then from there, the, the other three webinars, the next one is uh, the Savvy Kitchen. And this is, again, uh, you know, there are so many people now that have, we're in, we live in a DoorDash society. Uh, DoorDash, I, I think that they're national. Uh, basically, our food is, con- is getting delivered to us at a premium. You know, we're, we're, we're getting takeout all the time. We're dining out simply because... Again, we're too busy or there's no habits around cooking at home or no plan for it. And so it's this session, it's not about you have to make every meal from scratch, you have to plan 21 meals. No, nobody has time for that. But it is about how do, you, how do you manage your meals from the perspective of, again, slowing down a little bit and enjoying them. I'm Portuguese. My husband's Italian. Food is a beautiful, wonderful uh, part of our lives. My business partner is the one who, who gives that session, and he's a, a, an amazing cook. So we both feel very strongly that this is not about frugality. It's about creating systems and habits around food so that when you do go out, it's because you want to go out, not because there are no groceries in the house. Does that make sense? I can't wait for that one either. <laughs> I, I can tell you one of the first texts I get every day from my husband around 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning says, you know, what are our plans for dinner tonight? <laughs> and it's always just last minute, so I'm really excited to learn some of those habits. Yeah, and, and again, really from that enrichment, enriched quality of life, we, we borrow a lot from our European brethren around that particular session. So the next one happens to be one of the most popular in all of the sessions, which is on the, it's, it's called uh, the Savvy Wardrobe. And it is really focused on how we have a tendency to wear 20% of the clothes in our closet. Um, and it's, it, we, we buy without a plan. And this is really about how do you shift that, get rid of everything that is not working for you, everything that's just making you feel guilty, 
and really zero in and create a system for bringing clothes into your closet that you love and make you feel wonderful. So this is not a fashion conversation by any sense of the word. This is really about systems for buying and, and finishing creating outfits, right? And so that, again, whether you're it's the weekend or it is, you know, you're, you're going, you're dressing up for work in the morning, that you feel really good about what you're wearing. It's closer, for a lot of people, clothes are an art form. For a lot, for all of us, it is an important thing. And we've worked with clients that spend $15,000 a year on clothes. We work with clients that spend $500,000. $500, 500, <laughs> we haven't had that. But $500, you know, a year on clothes. So it's, it's whatever your budget, it's really just about that system. And it's one of my favorites to give. Um, and then the last one in the entire series is savvy shopping. And this is really about, you know, the way the retail industry has really changed over the last 20 years, whether it's an in-store experience or it's an online experience. And we are so very often, because they are diabolical marketing geniuses, we are so very often distracted from our goals. So it's the tools and the habits for spending purposefully on the things that you want, everything from large appliances and TVs to cars uh, to, um, uh, uh, you know, going into the drugstore. So it's really, again, without these habits in place, it is just so easy to have anywhere from a, a 10 to 20% bleed, a financial bleed that could be redirected on something that's far more fun than spending money at the drugstore. That's for sure. Well, thank you for explaining the Savvy Money Habits webinar series to our listeners. This is something that Ellenbecker Investment Group has seen a lot of value in, so much so that we are sponsoring this seven-part webinar series for our clients, our listeners, including uh, your friends and family. And so if you're interested in joining us for the Money Hab, the Savvy Money Habits webinar, you can find more information by reaching out to us through our webpage at ellenbecker.com. The first two webinars have already taken place, the Savvy Money Habits and the Creating a Spending Plan, but we'd be happy to share the recording with you. And then there is once once a month, February through June. And I think if uh, you know our clients and our employees who have been listening to this have seen just a lot of great tools coming out of these conversations. So, Melissa, thank you for sharing that information. We need to take a quick break. And we, when we return, we will help our listeners uh, answer the question, what's next? We'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Melissa Tassetti. She is the founder of The Savvy Life, the author of the international bestseller, Living the Savvy Life, and the host, along with her business partner, of the Savvy Money Habits webinar series that we have been offering our clients and listeners this year. And so uh, welcome back, Melissa. 
uh, we've you know talked quite a bit about all of the different services that you offer, all of the uh, the webinars that you're offering, and the information that our clients can glean from it. Hopefully, um, they can understand how to listen in and get the information on the webinar. But also, many people might be saying, okay, what do I do? What's next? This all sounds really great, but what action plan should I have in order to start living a savvy life? I believe the most important thing is to start by creating that spending plan. And again, whether you jump in and listen to the recording or watch the recording of that create a spending plan webinar or you just realize that you want one-on-one help in order to do that, um, I, I feel that that is the most important thing because from that spending plan, that's where you are making some decisions about what you want your life to look like over the course of the next six to 12 months, which, as you know, <laughs> affects the next year and the next year and the next year. Uh, one of the most popular, I should say the most popular way that we work with clients, the service that we do, is called a spending plan and implementation. And very much like those other planning processes I told you about, the clarity process and the retirement uh, spending plan process, we have an introductory meeting where we sit down, talk about what life looks like, what you want life to look like. Uh, We review your expenses and most often when we're doing that review, clients have, they already know that they want to make changes. And so we create an initial plan, okay, this is what life looks like now. And then once we have all that data, we have those numbers, then we start talking about, okay, so what do you want it to look like? You have a goal of your financial advisor has told you you need to put another $500 a month toward retirement. Let's go in and find that $500. And we're really looking at those areas where there might be a bleed, so it's an easy thing to, hey, you're not using this particular service, go ahead and cancel it. Or I walk into the grocery store and I lose my mind. And, you know, most often when we're working with clients in this particular process, we are just right off the top able to help them save 20% on their groceries and their dining out simply by by creating these habits and processes for it. So that's always low-hanging fruit right there. But also just, you know, looking at these other areas where they might be spending. And, again, it's one of the only times to really think through and to become purposeful for what you want life to look like, again, in that next 6 to 12 months. And what we end up doing with that one, too, is once we have that plan and we've created that user manual for them, that summary report, we talk out ideas for how to implement it. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, you know, just spend 20% less. Well, people don't know how to do that. We teach them how. Um, my business partner, Kevin, hates it when I say this, but we are glorified home economics teachers. And since HOMEC isn't taught anymore, I feel very proud that we offer that service. Everybody can use it, that's for sure. And it sounds scary. So so tell my listeners, it's this is not about um, judging people's spending or requiring people necessarily to spend less. It, it's not. This is not a scary process, correct? No. In fact, I do everything that I can to make the process as easy as possible and, if you will, as fun as possible because we're planning on how to spend money. This is why we don't call it a budget. It's truly how do you want to spend your money? It's making decisions. Um, otherwise, it's just so easy to be swept along the rocks and, you know, bounce around like a pinball. 
Well, and I've recognized that when people understand what they're spending and why they're spending it, there's no guilt or anxiety around it. Many times a, a prospect will come in here and, and they're sheepish or embarrassed or they say, I'm not good at that or I spend too much money. And really when we dig in and create a plan, you could feel confident that what you're spending is completely realistic within the parameters of that plan. So although it seems like it could be a little daunting, it's actually um, very empowering to create a plan. Yes, and everybody has different things that are important. That's why that first meeting is so important for us when we're working with clients. I have a client with a, a Corvette collection. You know, we have clients that, that do uh, 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 plastic surgery treatments that are very important to them. There is zero judgment. What we're doing is just helping them to make sure that they're able to continue to afford those things by letting go of the things that they're not enjoying as much. And, and again, by doing that, we're freeing up money and we're freeing up time. So if we do our jobs right and we love what it is that we do, a client's quality of life goes up exponentially because we're just cutting, cutting through the clutter. Melissa, thank you so much for your time today. I wish we could have spent more time on uh, all of the different money habits that you have been sharing with us up to this point. Uh, All I can suggest is that if you're listening today and you think this topic is interesting or you know somebody who would benefit from learning some of these skills, please check out our webpage at www.ellenbecker.com. You can request some more information. You can request an opportunity to talk with one of us advisors, and you can learn how to register for the Savvy Money Habits webinar series that Ellen Becker Investment Group is sponsoring for our clients and listeners. So again, check out ellenbecker.com if you would like to learn more about Melissa. You could check out her webpage at thesavvylife.com. And uh, for I guess that's it for now. We're right up against our time. So don't forget that Money Sense airs Saturdays from 2 to 3 and Sundays from 12 to 1. As always, we hope that we have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. And remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great day.